0: Today on Locked On Anaheim Ducks, Sarah and I talk about the upcoming draft, the AHL gets a new original team name, yeah, and we're going to address the riots going on. Yeah, I'm going to steer right into the skid and not avoid it on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Yes, this is really happening today. Buckle up, folks. Welcome everyone to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, presented by Built Bar. I'm your MC, Jason J.D. Hernandez, here with a very packed show ahead. First, we'll very briefly talk about the newest entry into the AHL. Second, our big segment of the day will address the ongoing riots amid the inherent racism in our world, and how this affects not only hockey, but sports as a whole. Third, our conclusion from Wednesday's interview with Sarah Avampado from Locked On NHL, where we try to make sense of the upcoming NHL draft. We had originally meant for that entire interview to air on Wednesday, but we get along so well that sometimes the interviews can go very long. Just a quick reminder that you can hear this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or wherever you hear your podcasts. Also, you can follow this show on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks, or follow me personally at StimpyJD. The first bit of news I want to briefly touch on went down in Clark County, Nevada Thursday evening, where the new AHL franchise unveiled its new team name and logo. Just to give some background, the group from Vegas bought the franchise from San Antonio with the intention of moving the team to Henderson as a new arena will be built in the area. In order for that move to be completed, the arena deal had to be confirmed. That was confirmed earlier this year, and it was announced that this would be the final season for the San Antonio Rampage. Yeah, in fact, the announcement came on February 6th, only two months before the AHL season in San Antonio was supposed to conclude. Their final seven games would have all taken place deep in the heart of Texas. Very unfortunately, because of the COVID-19 virus... The fans of San Antonio never got to give their team a proper goodbye. However, the new team in Henderson will be the Vegas Golden Knights, sorry, the Vegas Golden Knights affiliate team wanting to keep their minor league talent close to home. Now with the new arena starting to be built at Henderson Pavilion, the team was supposed to announce the new team name and reveal their logo last month after the regular season, should have ended. Of course, because of the coronavirus, everything changed and that reveal was temporarily scrapped. Last night, Bill Foley, the owner of the Vegas Golden Knights and the Henderson AHL franchise officially revealed the team name to be... The Henderson Silver Knights. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. The name isn't too exciting. It's obviously reminiscent of the Golden Knights, Silver Knights, Golden Knights. Okay, fine, I get it. But look at it this way. At least the AHL team isn't directly copying the team name of their NHL franchise. Look at the Bruins, the Penguins, Pittsburgh and Wilkes-Barre, the Stars, and even the Wild, Minnesota and Iowa. Overall, This isn't a bad name for the new AHL team. In fact, you could say that the Ducks' AHL team name, the Gulls, is a callback to their NHL team since they are both waterfowl animals. Another example of that. The Kings and the Rain. Both names exuding royalty. Where I will give credit is their colors and logo. It's actually kind of badass. Their team colors are officially silver, gold, and black. Hmm... A Vegas team with silver and black. That might sound familiar, yes. The overall logo contains a silver, armored warhorse inside of a shield. That shield shape mirrors the Golden Knights. The warhorse is just badass. The shape of the horse's head makes out a giant letter H for their home in Henderson. The only gold in the entire logo is the horse's eyes, which are supposed to pay homage to their parent club in Vegas. Overall, this is not a bad thing for the American Hockey League, especially hockey here in this area, because now you have several teams within driving distance. Once you get into the following season, out in 2021-2022, you're going to have several teams within a few hours of each other. I mean, yes, six, seven hours from here is the Tucson Roadrunners. But now, you're going to have the Palm Springs team... Just an hour and a half away, you're going to have the Vegas, sorry, the Henderson Silver Knights, about three and a half, four hours away, depending how fast you drive, the Ontario Rain, the San Diego Gulls, the Bakersfield Condors, all within a decent driving distance. This is very good for the American Hockey League and very good for local hockey for years to come. And I actually kind of like the team name. It'll grow on me more as the months go along. Not bad. Not bad at all. So, I like it. Okay, now we're at the part of the show that might make some people uncomfortable, but I feel like we should talk about it. Over the last two days, civil unrest has exploded in the city of Minneapolis after videos showed Minneapolis police officers arresting George Floyd, a black man who was apparently being arrested on forgery charges. Floyd was allegedly trying to pass a counterfeit bill at a local Cup Foods. What happened next was horrifying. A Facebook Live video circulated quickly showing a white officer essentially putting a death hold on Floyd with the officer's knee over the suspect's neck. Floyd would go on to say, I can't breathe, officer, end quote. Those were among his final words as George Floyd died at the scene. So you might be asking yourselves, why in the world are you bringing this up? Why? Two days ago, Sarah and I began our second interview talking about possible host cities for the National Hockey League to consider for their playoffs. Two days ago, this civil unrest was barely starting and hadn't become a beacon of chaos yet. Now the world seems like a very different place with widespread rioting and looting taking place in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. With the violence occurring in that area, I'd like to officially retract what I said on Wednesday. Because as it stands, that area would not be a good place to have hockey return. As a matter of fact, the NHL should immediately take Minneapolis-St. Paul completely off their list because of what's happening there. This violence will not just end in a day or two. Sadly, we've seen massive race riots affect sports before. Being a SoCal host, I vividly remember the LA riots of 1992 and how that affected our local sports here. I know this isn't Locked On Kings, but I lived through those riots. It was nasty. The similarities are downright eerie, with protesters in Los Angeles, what they did, you know, 28 years ago. I mean, they're eerie. Protesters in Minnesota are shouting the phrase... No justice, no peace, no justice, no peace, exactly as the protesters in L.A. did 28 years ago. It took months for that area to rebuild 28 years ago. The National Guard was there for a long time, and that part of the city felt unsafe for the rest of the summer. Now we are seeing the exact same thing currently happening, but far worse. Hockey should not be coming to Minnesota and the NHL should do the right thing and strike that city from their 10-city hub list, check that, 9-city hub list, if they are listening. I'll speak more about this and go into a little bit of history with what happened in LA in 1992 after the first intermission. Before we head to break, I want to let you guys know that through this weekend, our wonderful sponsor, Built Bar is having a sale of $5 off every 18-count box of Built Bar protein bars. Additionally, you can use the promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off your first order from Built Bar. You could try such fantastic flavors as Mint Brownie Delight or one of my favorites, Double Chocolate Mousse. And also, also, you could try some limited-time flavors such as Pineapple Upside Down Cake and Blueberry Lemon. But hurry, because that sale ends this Sunday. With only four to five grams of sugar and at least 15 grams of protein, not only are Built Bars healthy for you, but they taste like a candy bar. I just got some in the mail yesterday, and their products are amazing. So if you'd like to try Built Bar for yourself, head over to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off your first order. Once again, that's B U I L T B A R.com and use promo code locked on to get ten dollars off your first order built bar the best tasting protein bar in the land after the first intermission we're going to talk more about the rioting taking place in minneapolis and how that relates to the la riots in the past stay locked in Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, brought to you by Built Bar. In the first segment, I began to address the abhorrent riots happening all over the country, but especially in Minneapolis-St. Paul, where the city is literally burning right now. It's burning as we speak. Before I go into what's happening now, I want to take a step back and recall what happened here in Southern California in the summer of 1992. The Rodney King beating was caught on camera, and four officers were acquitted in a highly publicized court case. Right after the verdict was announced, civil unrest began spreading throughout the Southland, culminating in a sea of violence in south-central L.A. Buildings were burned, businesses were looted, innocent bystanders were beaten to a bloody pulp, and the ripple effect changed the area forever. How did this affect sports back then? This very nearly affected hockey. The LA Kings were playing the Edmonton Oilers in a best-of-seven series. The Kings trailed Edmonton three games to two, with Game 6 taking place at Northlands in Edmonton, luckily. The Oilers went on to shut out the Kings 3-0 in that game and won the series in six. However, if the Kings had won Game 6, then Game 7 would have taken place at the Great Western Forum since the Kings had home ice advantage. That game would have taken place on April 30th, right in the midst of the riots. Fortunately, that game never happened. But can you imagine if the Kings had to go into a Game 7? The forum would have been unavailable because it was right in the heart of Inglewood. Just the night before, the Lakers played there and they were told to only go certain directions. So the form would have been available. There was no Anaheim Pond yet because the building was not yet completed. Okay, so what would have happened back then if they had to move the game? They couldn't move to Anaheim. San Jose was a bit far. I mean, could they build an outdoor rink in Las Vegas again? Use their minor league? Or would they have to play Game 7 at Edmonton and give up the home ice advantage? That would have been the likely possibility just play Game 7 in Edmonton. That likely would have happened and it would have been scary to think about because those players have to come into L.A., probably fly in that night as the riots are going on. In fact, can you think about the L.A. Kings players that had to fly in immediately after that game and when they got to L.A., they see the city burning. I can't imagine what those players were thinking when they saw that happening. So it's something that's unimaginable to think about. Oh, and speaking of the forum, the L.A. Lakers, they were playing game three of their playoff against the Portland Trail blazers while the riots were blowing up. In fact, you can hear the late, great David Courtney. Yes, the former L.A. Kings, Angels, and Clippers public address announcer. He asked for everyone's attention late in the game urging fans to not drive southbound or eastbound out of the forum. They were to go westbound on Manchester or northbound on Prairie, and the reason for that was because it was closest to get to the freeway, in that case the 405. Because of their rampant violence, Game 4 of that series was postponed and moved to the Thomas and Mack Center in Las Vegas. Oh, speaking of the Clippers, their series was was also postponed and moved away from the rioting. Their Game 4 was moved to the Anaheim Convention Center five days later against the Utah Jazz. Once again, the pond was not yet completed, so the Clippers had to play at the tiny convention center with only about 7,000 fans there. Both Los Angeles NBA teams would lose their first-round series, but not before Lakers executive Jerry West spoke harshly about the riots, saying that we're, quote, supposed to learn from the past and not replicate history. Unfortunately, we keep repeating it, end quote. L.A. had previously seen a massive riot breakout largely centered around the Watts area in 1965 when Jerry West was playing with the Lakers. He had seen this before. As for the Dodgers, hoy. They played that night against the Phillies, and only 10,000 fans stuck around to the end of the game, and they were told not to travel southbound. Hmm. Eyewitnesses reported that you could see the city burning from the top of the park, and that's a scary sight. The Dodgers had to postpone several games despite being miles away from the epicenter of the riots. No sports was played in that area for a long time. So now we come back to the present day, and as Jerry West had alluded to, we are doomed to keep repeating history. Because of the undercurrent of racism taking place not only in Minneapolis, but around the country, we're going to see protests popping up in several American cities over the coming days. Sadly, this is how our sports landscape and our landscape in general will look in the coming days and weeks thanks in part to the repugnant rhetoric by our current president. Several athletes from the four major sports leagues will come out and speak against him and condemn these acts of police brutality. I'm sorry, but calling out the thugs on Twitter is beyond belief. It's incredulous to think that the president is essentially calling for violence by saying last night, quote, when the looting starts the shooting starts, end quote. It's mind-boggling and horrifying. Change has to come. Change will come. Or so we hope. This is not a movie, folks. This is real life. And scary for most people out there. The commander-in-chief is inciting violence, and just as that tweet went out, more protests erupted across several cities, including right here in Los Angeles. Protests were breaking out near Staples Center, He's basically trying to incite violence to take place during a pandemic? Really? I feel like since I have the platform, I'm going to use it. So I'm going to finish this segment with these thoughts. I've lived through this before with the LA riots of 1992. And this has certainly affected me in the past. Can you imagine watching the events unfolding on TV? and wondering if your best friend at the time was okay because he lived close to the looting? Can you imagine if your grandparents, who were living in the Huntington Park area, were feeling scared and helpless because they could literally see the glowing flames from their house? No, just imagine it. Even back then, the looting was widespread and thousands of people were injured during the unrest. Why? Because four officers were acquitted And that sparked a race riot that went on for days. Now, we are repeating history yet again. Just like we are doomed to repeat history in regards with the current COVID-19 pandemic, which will likely see a second wave later this year, by the way. We are doomed to repeat history with the senseless murder of George Floyd. What do you think is going to happen if all four officers involved in that death are not found guilty of all charges? This is worse. In 1992, Rodney King was beaten, but at least he lived and pleaded for everyone to calm down by famously saying, quote, Can we all get along? End quote. Fast forward to now. George Floyd will not get that chance. His voice was needlessly silenced by an officer who still had his knee on the victim's neck for two and a half minutes after losing consciousness. As a minority myself, I have to say this, but this kind of violence has got to stop. We can change history, and change has to come. Otherwise, we will continually stare history deep into the abyss of continual violence. Change has to come. We can do it. Let's please stop the violence and come out of this as better people. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason JD Hernandez, and soon you're going to hear the voice of Sarah Avampado as I'm going to play the last part of our interview from two days ago. And I want to address that we talked about this a couple days ago, not knowing what was going to happen. We talked about the NHL draft and what could possibly happen. So I'm just going to play the clip as is and say thank you all for listening. I really appreciate listening, and I want to hear your thoughts about not just this upcoming segment, but the previous two segments. I want to hear your thoughts on it. Hit me up on Twitter. Let me know what you think. And now, the last part of our Wednesday interview, talking about the NHL draft with Sarah Avampado from Locked On NHL, and here it is. We still have not talked about the draft. Ah. Uh. Just
1: award it to Ottawa and be done with it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) By Gary Bettman's admission, this is where things will be a bit complicated for everyone. So bear with me. There are two possible phases depending upon the results of the various draws. So phase one would take place June 26th before the qualifying round. Why June 26th? That was the date that the NHL draft was originally going to be happening. We were going to go visit our our friend Laura Saba. We were going to visit her in Montreal, possibly, and check out. Oh, the instead,
1: NH- we're just got to watch like lottery balls on TV. That's not nearly as good. How exciting is that?
0: Ugh! Ugh. Remember when they used? Well, this to... This is so much Gary Bettman. <laughs> Remember when they used to have like the state lottery on TV, and you could see the balls being drawn on TV. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I know for a fact, Absolutely. I know for a fact Illinois Lottery used to do this because WGN mm-hmm. used to show that. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, back when they played this is how I'm going to date myself. Back when they played Illinois Instant Riches. Remember that? <laughs> we are dating Man. ourselves and not and I'm not even from Chicago. I'm not from Illinois. <laughs> but I remember Illinois Instant Riches. See, in California, we had the Big Spin, the best lottery show ever. (laughs) I love What? I'm going to Google this. (laughs) The Big Spin. Amazing. I love the Big Spin. (laughs) It's basically just a giant wheel and a ping pong ball, and wherever it lands, you win that much. It was thrilling to watch. But who
1: doesn't love giant wheels and ping pong
0: balls? (laughs) Exactly. So they used to play the ping pong balls for the state lotteries, so that's what we get now. June 26th. That will be phase one. So here's how it works. The seven teams that do not resume play, they will draw as well as the eight clubs eliminated in the qualifying round. But they will be question marks. They will be placeholders. Those eight slots are placeholders for now. So technically, the 15 clubs eligible to win the first three overall selections are going to be between 15 teams. In Phase 1, if all three draft draws are won by the seven non-participating teams, then there will be no need for a Phase 2, and the draft will just go on as is. And then the rest of the teams will be percentage points. So it'll be as normal. But what if one of those placeholder teams gets a top three pick? Well, this is where it gets very complicated, then they would have a secondary draw between those teams. And out of those teams, they would have essentially a one and eight shot from being reseeded. Then, whichever of those teams wins the chance to get a top three pick, they would do the top seven all over again. And if that team <laughs> gets a top pick, then it would get a top three pick. See, that's where it gets really confusing for me. Did oh you, my god, I hate this.
1: No, I hate it. And I'm, I'm reading about it too. And like, I hate this. Let's this just is hope so dumb. that the
0: top seven teams that don't make it, let's just hope that those are the three teams that are chosen for the top picks yes, and be done with it.
1: We don't need this
0: nonsense. I mean, there's, like, it, there's chaos it, it, and then there's chaos. Like, it,
1: no, like, I don't want, I, no one wants this NHL. <laughs>
0: This is terrible.
1: This, like, I will, I, like, if if the trade-off for not having to do that nonsense is that, like, I won't pick on the ducks because this is also your show. But, like, if the trade-off is that, like, Buffalo gets the number one pick, like, but we don't have to do, and, like, I don't even care who two and three are, and we don't have to do this, like, phase 2 reseed re re-ping-pong, whatever crap, like, fine. I, like... I don't, I don't care. This is so
0: dumb. So I'm going to give a, sh- I get, I'm going to give I a get shout mad. out. I'm going to give a shout out here to uh, Micah Blake McCurdy, who's at ineffective math. I don't know if you follow ineffective math at all. He has great charts. Did you see his chart on the draft?
1: I did not. So
0: I'm going to send this to you right now. <laughs> so Sarah can try to follow along. This is how complicated this is. But this is the best way to figure out the picks for the draft. And it is really convoluted. So she's going to follow along as we're recording right now, as oh soon as I'm able to. Um, over <laughs> Twitter or over Skype? Um, Twitter, because Skype hates me. Skype hates <laughs> you. <laughs> so Sarah's going to get this. I kind of <laughs> hope that Buffalo gets the first pick. I mean, in an ideal world for both of us, LA and Anaheim would get the top two picks
1: I mean that'd be beautiful yeah holy crap I hate this <laughs>
0: <laughs> so this is posted uh, no. on my personal twitter at snippyjd so Detroit still has a chance but then you have these question mark one question mark two and then you have this rolling charts to see what pick they would get in a second round that's what could happen does that make sense? Sort of?
1: I, I mean, it makes sense, but it doesn't make me like it anymore.
0: <laughs> hey, at worst, LA would be number 7, Anaheim would be number 8. At worst.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a plus.
0: Uh... But in an ideal world, it would be... Actually, it will be hilarious. If LA, Anaheim, and Buffalo get 1, 2, and 3. Detroit did all that tanking and they get the fourth pick. Ottawa did all that. They get picks number five and six. Can you imagine if that happened? The chaos.
1: I mean, I'd f- I'd I'd feel kind of bad for them would, a little bit you, if would would you now? <laughs> I mean, a little well, bit. Actually, like I'd I'm feel... not talking like significantly, but like <laughs> <laughs> like one of my friends on Twitter was like, "Can someone please just give." Uh, Detroit, like a good player, and you know they—they they obviously have good players, but like, can someone please just put them out of their misery and like give them someone who they can build <laughs> the rest of their team around, so they don't have to do this anymore? Like,
0: in a perfect feel world, a little... that would be awesome. but I doubt that would happen.
1: <laughs> no, no. Like, I'd feel, I'd feel, I'd feel a little bad, but I wouldn't feel bad if it, like, if they didn't get the number one pick because, like, the Kings got it. I'd be like, well too bad it's mine
0: (laughs) (laughs) so as of right now detroit would have approximately a 49.4 percent chance to get one of the top three picks the ottawa senators have a better chance of getting the number one pick because they have two shots at it the ottawa senators have a better chance of getting two of the top four picks because they have san jose's pick San Jose really just screwed all of us They did! We blame you (laughs) San Jose Content boys
1: Sorry Sorry, Kyle and company
0: Content boys, (laughs) this is your chance to defend yourself Should we completely (laughs) blame you for this? Should we? I mean, we say yes, but should we really (laughs) blame this all on San Jose? It's your fault that Ottawa could get this much fortune
1: and they're going to mess it up anyway. Ottawa is the new Edmonton.
0: No.
1: <laughs> they're going to get these like nice, nice boys. And like, are they going to do anything with them? Probably Sorry, not. Ottawa.
0: See, being <laughs> like... being a Ducks podcast, I'm going to focus a lot on the draft because the Ducks season is over. The Kings season is over. We're done. We're done. Yeah. We don't have to cover this. We, we could go on vacation. We don't have to do this. Yeah. We, we can leave. I'm mean, going to go
1: kick my feet up on my couch and, like, I mean, someone let me know when it's over. I mean,
0: we, we could, like, walk out the door. We could start drinking again. Yeah, please. Maybe, maybe make this Boysenberry Punch alcoholic for all I care. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've pretty much covered everything that we can talk about. There was so much to digest there, but this draft thing is so convoluted. Just...
1: I'm still. I'm still looking at that chart, and I'm mad about
0: it. <laughs> I'm a math major, and I'm kind of not totally confused by it. I I get what it is. I mean, I actually get it.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. It's just. It's just stupid.
0: <laughs> I mean, o- overall, just final thoughts on this whole um, return to play thing.
1: I mean we'll we'll see what happens when it happens like the fact that they don't have a date they don't even have hub cities like the, the, there's so many variables that still like all because they have a plan that the league and the owners and the players association agreed to doesn't mean that like any of this is gonna happen like especially if once starts states start reopening and like if things start flaring up again like you know or what if there's a huge Rick, like outbreak in like round two, like there's so many things we just don't know and they they can't control for that. Like this is all nice hypotheticals for right now, and we'll see what happens. Like I guess
0: <laughs> Hypo- hypothetically, if things all go back to normal, well, here's the thing: this is still not set in stone. There are still some hurdles as far as health. I mean, health is going to be the big thing, and there are still going to be some major obstacles that they have to get over. But this is a sense of hope for sports fans, not just hockey fans, sports fans. Because you got to figure, if the NHL can do this, then the NBA cannot be too far behind. The advantage that the NHL and NBA have is that their season is mostly done. The NHL only had, what, two and a half weeks left because it was March 12th was when I was at the Honda last time. Man, it's been March 12th. It's been two and a half months since I was at the Honda.
1: This
0: is wild. It (laughs) seems like longer. Yeah. And it's going to be even a longer time before I go back to Honda Center, now that the season's officially over. This is... This feels like it's a long layoff. Four months is a long time for players to be off. And then they have to turn it back on. That's the other concern. But... It gives everyone hope. That's what I take away from this. It gives fans hope that we can go back to normal and be done with all this. That's the biggest takeaway for me on this.
1: I like it. That's very optimistic. I like it. I mean, I have
0: <laughs> to, I have to be a little bit optimistic here. I have to end on a high note. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, uh, because we are, you know, still trying to get over COVID nineteen and hope that we. Get out of this mostly unscathed. Uh, Sarah, thank you for coming on the last couple of days. It's been tremendous. It is balls hot today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sarah, where can everyone find you on the socials, on the Twitter sphere?
1: I am on Twitter at Right Said Sarah. That's W-R-I-T-E Said Sarah with an H. You can find Locked On Los Angeles Kings at Locked On LA Kings on Twitter and Locked On NHL, which I do Monday and uh, restarting Wednesdays. Uh, You can find that on Locked On NHL on Twitter as well as as well as, of course, everywhere that podcasts are found. Just typey type in those
0: words and you can find the shows on the Internet. You should hear Locked On NHL. They do a good job out there. I mean, they they brought Patrick Williams. He was here in Ontario a few months. Wow, it seems like long ago. That was four months ago. Remember that? Four months ago. Yeah, to the day. I Like think. that's uh, like
1: I I almost yeah why yeah I, you're you're right you have my, like my um credentials yeah because it was like yeah it was like January twenty sixth twenty seventh or something. Um, I have my
0: credentials and here. It, it's here somewhere. <laughs> I'm gonna let you talk while I go grab it for a minute. So I'm gonna let you talk.
1: <laughs> yeah, like we were. We actually, if you go back and listen to Locked On NHL, we kind of talked about that of how it seems like it was just yesterday that we were all sitting around and listening to uh, outgoing or outgoing AHL uh, president and CEO. Uh, Dave Andrews kind of give his last state of the league speech and kind of having like a bittersweet like looking back on his career and all the great things the AHL has accomplished and you know him looking forward to retiring and like you know going off into the sunset and letting uh, the new the new uh, incoming president Scott Housen, like take over and really put his own stamp on the league and then now all this happened uh, and <laughs> you know no it is not an, at all what anyone envisioned uh, back in January when we. We were sitting around uh, out in Ontario thinking about the future of the HL. when the biggest thing we had to worry about was um, what's Palm Springs going to name their team, which we still don't know
0: that. So I got my credential. You still have your credential too. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where it is, but so I have it somewhere January because I'm a hoarder. So <laughs> January 20th, I still have I have so many credentials, it's ridiculous. <laughs> January 26th and 27th So the two days that we're on the air here, (laughs) that was AHL All-Star Weekends, which seems like so long ago. And as Sarah said, it was a pleasure meeting everyone involved with the American Hockey League and a bunch of NHL guys as well. That seems like so long ago. I'm disappointed that Dave Andrews doesn't get to go out on a high note. I mean, that's the biggest disappointment to me. Part of me hopes that he comes back to at least introduce the start of the next season. And I hope this is just a hope of mine that Andrews at least gets to hand out the Calder cup one more time. Cause I would like to see, I would like to see him go
1: back on a
0: high note, bring him back one more time and get to award it one more time. I think he deserves that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he made the league what it is. And if you listen to locked on NHL, both this, this week and last week's show, uh, we talk about, about that as well, about how he kind of, build the ahl up and made it the strongest it's ever been and uh yeah was looking forward to a nice quiet retirement where he kind of served as an advisory capacity capacity but you know it's like i've been listening he may have to yeah he may have to uh do a little more work (laughs) possibly than he thought he was gonna do uh (laughs) given the state of the world
0: (laughs) i'm not just promoting locked on nhl i listen too. no it's very well done (laughs) Uh, Sarah thank you once again for coming on I really appreciate it
1: Gladly anytime yeah.
0: <laughs> On behalf of Sarah Avampado and Locked On Kings and Locked On NHL I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez for Locked On Anaheim Ducks reminding you to be kind to one another and practice social distancing Oh you can follow me at JD and follow me at LO underscore Ducks rate, comment, subscribe, yada 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 Alright Now, I could say four locked on Anaheim ducks. That was Sarah Avampado. I'm Jason JD Hernandez saying, Be kind to one another. Stay safe, Anaheim. And we're all in this together because ducks fly together.